0: Hey guys, it's Joe Wolverton, Teacher of Liberty, back with you again today. I am excited to be back with you. I hope you guys are doing well. Um, Today I wanted to do something a little different. Um, It's something that's been on my mind a lot, and particularly as I've noticed as I go through these new subscribers, and I don't know most of you personally, I want to make sure and sort of reveal to you the purpose of all of this. I I know there are lots of reasons for people to have podcasts, and I suppose one of the most common is commerce, to make money. Um, I I won't make any money at this, um, and I don't expect to, because the things I say, the principles that I talk about, the lessons I teach, they're not for most people. Most people won't care about this stuff. It's, um, you know, once people have gotten accustomed to a certain way of society that they feel comfortable with, they the last thing they want, as Samuel Adams said, the last thing people want is someone coming and telling them that they've got to do more and be better. Well, we've got to do more and we've got to do better. Because every one of the histories of formerly self-governing societies, if you read them, guys, every one of them tell the same story. Liberty once lost is lost forever. We have got to do better. We've got to do more. Now, many are called, but few are chosen. So many people may be interested in things I say because of this or that. Uh, Maybe the way I say them, maybe the passion I have about it draws people in, and that's wonderful. But at the end of the day, this restoration of our liberty is going to take a lot more effort than we're putting into it now. And one of the, one if not the main reason for which I was sent to the earth was to bring certain books certain principles back to our society now I'm not suggesting that I alone am doing that but I am saying that I know that that's my responsibility and I know that because of that being my responsibility this podcast and the things I say will never be popular and I don't care what I want is for there to be enough people and the reason I say subscribe and share is because we don't know who those people are I have no idea I my job I stay in my lane my lane is teaching these books and these principles and these stories trying to make them appealing as much as possible and getting them sent out as far and wide as possible. Because I don't know, you know, who, you don't come to earth, you know, little babies don't come to earth with a little, you know, stamp on them that says, future founding father. We, we don't know that. But I do know that we're at a critical, critical condition in our country. To where we are on the very verge of losing liberty and we can't make the mistake of thinking it'll be different here because we're somehow some sort of special people we are special people but so were the Athenians so were the Spartans so were the Romans so you know so were are a lot of other societies And we can lose our liberty. Our liberty is not guaranteed to us if we sit back, as Montesquieu said, if we, he said, don't forget that tyrants encourage lethargy. Tyrants want you to not focus on deep, important things. They want tyrants and those who stand in the shadows of the tyrants who support the tyrants, they want to surround you, surround me constantly with distractions and with temptation and with anything that will keep our senses dull, with anything that will keep us distracted. We have a very 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 short life and then it's over I don't want to have the experience of coming to the end of my life and regretting that I could have done something that was within my capacity to do and I just didn't do it because I couldn't be bothered I had I want to make sure that if I if there's good things to do better things to do and best things to do that i'm doing the best things now that isn't to say that i always do but that's not an excuse to not always try i i do always try i I hope that comes across and I, i don't want to be preachy in the podcast except that i do I want to find those people who want to do more. Who want to be better. Because I want to do more and I want to be better and I need the company. I need people willing to do this. Now, I'm old. I joke. I know I joke, but I'm old. And I don't know what role I will be able to play other than sharing these lessons with you but I'm hopeful that those of you who hear these things that you feel the power of them that you feel the spirit that animated these men and when you feel these things that you do something about it because the minute you say to yourself "Oh, I'm going to someday I'm gonna get that book someday I'm gonna read that between that day that you hear it and the day you get around to it those forces that would want to keep you from reading those important things will give you a million other things that are ever so much more fun to do or that don't ask as much of you because yeah, this is a hard thing to do. Restoring liberty to this people is not going to be easy at all. It's going to be difficult. And the way that we do that is by doing the difficult things that are required of us, by reading those things that haven't been read, by thinking about them you know that's one thing you know Richard Price I don't know if I've talked about him on the podcast before but Richard Price said you know one of the things that education will do when it's being run by tyrants is they will try to tell you what to think and discourage teaching you how to think I remember one time in a class this new kid said to me he said you just want everybody to think like you And I said, no, I just want everybody to think. I'd rather have an honest, sincere debate with someone who disagrees with me than sit and talk to a wall of lethargic people who just don't care about anything. Maybe that's why in the Bible it says, you know, that God would rather us be hot or cold that the lukewarm he will just spew out of his mouth. There's so much lukewarm water in our society. So many lukewarm people, they shake their fist and they, they'll they put up memes on Instagram or something, but when it comes to doing something, when it comes to learning more, they can't be bothered. They just go to the same sites for the same talking points for the same memes to reinforce that as long as they think good things and and as long as they repost things that are chiding the other side and making the other side look foolish whether it's you know making fun of the orange man being on trial or making fun of the senile man sounding foolish at press conferences But you know, you know both sides love that we do that. Because while we do that, we don't take time to say, how did we get here? How did we get to be a society that the best and finest we can find are people like those in positions of power? Because make no mistake, guys, we put them there now there is election fraud and that's something that the ancients always warned against that's something that all of the people that i talk about all the books that i talk about they all said beware at the end the election fraud but the point is we still put up with it let's say for the sake of argument that we didn't elect um joe biden as president let's just say that that for the sake of argument, let's just say we did not elect him, but we we put up with him. Everyone will agree to that, right? We may not have elected him, but we put up with him. That's indisputable. And if you're on the other side, and you're like, I can't believe we elected someone like Donald Trump. You put up with him. Even if you do, you put up with it, we all do. And this is the problem. And why? Why can't we have another generation, like our founding fathers, who would try, they tried for a decade, to peacefully, peacefully persuade Parliament and the King to stop passing tyrannical acts, petition after petition, but guess what? when that army came to take their weapons and their ammunition, they didn't surrender. They didn't think, you know what? These guys are so much more powerful, there's nothing we can do. But they could have thought that because the British were much more powerful. The Americans were outgunned. But guess what our founding fathers had? They had virtue. They had hope. They believed that God granted them their liberty and therefore only God could take it from them. They believed those things. Now, that would make a person stand up a little taller be a little more ferocious in his defense of liberty but right now see this is the thing we're at now we can't just defend liberty we have to restore it so how do we do that well that what we do is we go back to the recipe it's like the story i tell in my book the founder's recipe and i I want to talk about this book today so this now this is my copy that I put I had I took it down to like Kinko's or whatever and had it uh, bound spirally as you can tell but this book and it's you know you can see it up there on the shelf this book is my life's work now why did I call it founders recipe I called it that because I think for years we have been wondering why we never got another generation, like our founding generation. And we're like, why are we not doing this? We're sending them to school, we're teaching them about our founding fathers, but we weren't learning what made our founding fathers the founding fathers. And in my mind, I came to say, honestly, years ago, I'm like, well, if we wanted to make a James Madison like, let's say we had an experiment and we decided, do you know what? We want to make James Madison. I want to make a James Madison. How would I take a, a baby and make that baby into someone like James Madison? And I thought it reminded me of an experience I used to have as a kid when we would go visit my grandma and my mom's mom. And my dad loved her, her banana pudding, loved my grandma's banana pudding but we would only eat it when we went to visit my grandma. And so one day we're driving home from my grandma's house. And I said to my dad, how come you only eat banana pudding when we're at grandma's house? And he's like, well, she's the one who makes it. And I'm like, well, mom could make it. And he's like, mom doesn't have the recipe. And I was like, but if mom did have the recipe, and then, I th- as I thought about that story, it came to me, that's what we would do. If we wanted to make another generation of our founding fathers, why don't we follow the recipe that went into making a Madison? If you want to make a Madison, put the right ingredients in the right amounts for the right amount of time, And you may not come out. If my mom had taken my grandma's recipe and followed it to the letter, it may not have tasted exactly like my grandma's banana pudding, but it would have come really close. It would have been more than edible. My mom was a good cook or is a good cook, but it would have been more than that. It would have been very close. So I thought to myself, well, then that's what we need to do. Now, I say I thought to myself, obviously, I believe that all of this was given to me to to use to help our country. But I thought, okay, we've got to follow the recipe. Well, what, what is that in a person? What in a person, what's the recipe? And I thought, well, there are a lot of things that go into making a man who he is, right? Where he grows up, the kind of parents he had, uh, the religion, how important is, is faith in this person? And you can't really control that, can you? So I had to confine myself to what I could have some control over, and that's what did they learn? And as I went about seeking that, guys, I noticed that the same authors, the same books were always mentioned by the Founding Fathers, like all of them. And I noticed that most of these names, I knew nothing about any of them. I'd never even heard their name spoken. Guys, I had a degree, a bachelor's degree from a good university in political science with an emphasis on the founding of this country. And I'd never heard. I would go through these books and these essays and these letters hour after hour in the library, searching, writing down, knowing when something had been misspelled and saying, oh, when he calls him Machiavelli, he means Machiavelli. When he says the good father in Italian, he means Cesare Beccaria. And all of this came to make sense. And I'm like, wait a minute. Why have I never heard of the... Why have some of my professors never heard of these guys? And then another thing occurred to me. Tyrants want us to stay ignorant. They want us kept ignorant. Now, if I were to burn a book, that would draw attention to it, right? We see that. Every time a school district bans a book you get a group of people out there protesting I'm good my favorite bookstore here in Memphis that I go to all the time Burke's books been around since like the Civil War the so-called Civil War they have a, a whole section of their store that's called like the banned book section so that draws attention to it but what if instead of banning books we just made it where they never got mentioned anymore. So they fall away from our collective memory. So don't, don't ban, don't burn, don't badmouth these books, just never mention them again. By the time that next generation comes along, they'll have no idea any such book ever existed. By the time We're sitting here in 2023, we're six generations in from the tyrants taking managerial control of curriculum, whether it be through bribes in grant money or whether it be through the influence of grants and subsidies to textbook companies. The federal government has had control of education for about 100 years. No, you don't have a, a federal officer sitting in. No, the teachers aren't hired by the federal government, but the textbooks are approved. You have a fancy gym because you took money from the federal government. The lights stay on. Teachers get paid. Right? You got eight people in the administration doing the job that two people could do, but hey, we've got all this money. So don't think that the federal government doesn't control education. The federal government most certainly does, and they control it through the money that they offer. You play ball with us, you use our guidelines, and we'll give you a grant, and you don't even have to pay it back. It's our gift to you for keeping the people ignorant. Everybody just plays along because it's nice having money. So that occurred to me that I'd never even heard some of these names. And if they'd been banned or bad or burned, I would have heard them because it would have drawn attention. But it didn't. So I didn't. Just keep them off the curriculum. Keep them away from teachers and students, and within two generations, it will be completely forgotten. So when I wrote, so that we have been in a, to use the recipe analogy, to carry on with the recipe analogy. We've seen that in the recipe it calls for sugar, but we're like, do you know what? Sugar is more expensive than salt, and salt looks a little like sugar, so I'm gonna put salt in it and no one will know the difference and from a distance you see someone hey check it out I'm putting in the two cups of sugar for these cookies check it out and it's like from a distance you're like it is and if you had someone telling you we checked that sugar and it is the best sugar well you're gonna take their word for it because they have a piece of paper saying they're allowed to do that. They're from the government. Of course they're taking care. That, of course that's sugar. I don't need to go look at the taste the sugar. I know it's sugar. All of these people guarantee me that it's the best sugar. And that every year they're refining the sugar and making it even better. But it's salt. And oftentimes, guys, the teachers don't even know it's salt. They've been convinced that it's sugar too. But we know, by having now tasted those cookies for six generations, it ain't sugar. Why have we not had another generation like the founding generation? Because for about a hundred years we've been substituting salt for sugar and wondering why the cookies ain't sweet. And we've been taking the words of people, some of whom are lying, knowingly lying to us, telling us that, Oh, you can stay over there and trust me this white this white granular stuff it's sugar trust me some people knowingly lie to us about what is being taught some people don't know the difference they've been convinced also by the people who tell them that they're giving they're pouring sugar into the cookies and they don't know that they're using salt so this book the founders recipe exists because I found the recipe that made these men who they were. Now, I can do nothing about increasing your faith. I can do nothing about your individual agency to do or not do something, to read or not read, to ponder or not ponder. I can't do anything about where you live or how, what kind of parents you had, but I can at least provide the ingredients that will restore the recipe that created these men that, whose pictures we put on, who we make bobbleheads out of, right? Who we make marble busts out of. That's all it is. We can put the sugar back in the recipe. Now, we're not going to be able to do it at public school or any school that accepts any form of government money. Do you ever wonder when you go by these charter schools and it says, it's tuition free. How do the teachers get paid? How do the lights stay on? How do we have that big football field? How do we have this gym? How do we have eight administrators? How do we have whiteboards and smart boards? How do we have all this stuff if no one's paying for anything? Oh, someone's paying for it. Only in the case of education, we're paying for it in two ways. One, we're actually, our money's being stolen from us, from the government, without authority. And number two, we're paying for it because we're taking the word of all these people and we're using salt instead of sugar. And then complaining that we're not free anymore. Hmm, why do these cookies taste so bad? The government said that was the best sugar and I trust them, being lied to purposefully. And by some people, you're not being lied to because they've been lied to as well and they've just been taught to trust the liars. And it's been going on for so long, you don't know. Right? But this book restores. And I, I don't want to go on and on and on because I don't want it to seem self-serving, guys. Because it isn't. Trust me, spending 20 years of my life creating this book, studying these things, that wasn't the... That wasn't what I would have chosen as my best life. I'm poor now but I'm richer in spirit because I feel like I'm doing something that's contributing in a little way to making another Madison. So just you just look at the names. Now I'm telling you guys please Yes, I'm asking you, I want you to buy this book, the Founder's Recipe book. Yes, it's on Amazon, it's like 22% off. That it's great quality book, high quality book. It's beautiful, which I mean in and of itself, right? You eat with your eyes before you eat with your mouth as I'm told, it's beautiful. And yes, I want you to have it because you know what? all of this and I want to get to a thousand subscribers so we can get the Liberty Fund discount code why because the day will come when they catch on to us guys and these things are erased you won't be able to find the things in this book anymore they will have been shoved down the memory hole if you're familiar with George Orwell's 1984 these things will have been shoved down the memory hole and you will never know that they existed Let's not have your children, your grandchildren, not know these names the way we didn't, the way our parents didn't. I mean, you listen to some of these names, and you know you've never heard of them, right? Plutarch, Cesare Beccaria, John Trenchard and Thomas Gordon, DeLome, Samuel Pufendorf, Hugo Grotius, Henry St. John Lord Bolingbroke, Richard Price, Tacitus, the Abbe Reynaud the Abbe de Mobley, Emmer de Vaudel, William Pettit, John Summers, Algernon Sidney, James Harrington, Paul de Repan. You've never heard these names for the most part, unless you've been in my classes or read my book. But all of the Founding Fathers quoted these guys all the time. So now, I ask you, don't just eat the banana pudding when you listen to Joey's podcast. Don't just eat the banana pudding when you see my TikTok videos or Instagram posts. Go to Amazon or Barnes and & Noble and get this. Get the recipe. It's for you. It's there. But it won't always be. Because guess what? We can't find my grandma's banana pudding recipe. Who knows where it went? And someday these things will be unattainable. They will have been completely removed. So right now we have a last opportunity. And if you think that this sounds like some sort of crass attempt to sell a book, you don't know me at all. And I don't need your company. I'm doing this so that we have a shot at restoring our liberty. I want us to be able to make another generation like our founding generation so that they, we will have a fearful rousing of young people that say we will not obey and we will force you back inside your constitutional cage or we will die trying. That's what we need. So yes, I want you to buy this because I want I want to be buried in a land free from tyrants. And I know the way to do that is to follow the pattern that was laid out for us by our founding fathers. If we, and I'll just leave you with this, I promise you, if we... Read the books our founders read. We'll have the courage to do the things our founders did. Thank you guys.